Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video about uh, the raid philosophy in Destiny 2. This was requested by somebody who wanted to co-host. They picked that tier, and I thought it was a good subject. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the audio places, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com. We're going to start having these upload to the upload channel around the time that I'm live. So I'm probably live right now. Come on over uh, and hang out with us, sntrlive.com. So raid philosophy. Um... And thank you also, John, for clicking the join button. You know, raid philosophy is something that I've talked about quite a bit. Anytime we get into the end game of Destiny, this is something that, you know, I tend to touch on about how the raids feel different in Destiny 2 and that, you know, they're not quite the same as they used to be. And the Destiny 2 raid philosophy, I think, shifted dramatically in a number of ways from the way that Bungie approached them in Destiny 1. And, you know, we have some new features just with the most recent raid in the Deepstone Crypt, and Vault of Glass's return is on the horizon. So many are wondering if the aspects of the Destiny 2 raids will change, or if they need to change. You know, are we just going to continue to get normal versions would be an example. Are we ever going to get the return of a hard mode of a raid? Even within the life of Destiny 2 and its first raid, Leviathan, they've made some changes and updates to the way that raids launch and are experienced. Uh, They got rid of the prestige mode versions of the raid they added contest modifier to the beginning and now we have this currency and this player agency and intentionality in the Deepstone crypt raid and i do think things are shifting and moving so i want to add some input on what i think is going on so first and foremost i do want to talk about revive tokens and the revive timer i think this is the fundamental bedrock foundation springboard that has influenced many of the decisions to the raid design and the raid difficulty. With the launch of Destiny 2 and the debut raid Leviathan, it became very clear that the format and the type of raid had changed quite a bit. Leviathan features only one actual boss fight. It also has the Castellum, the Underbelly, uh, and they introduce the revive tokens and the revive wipe timer. The idea that if you don't res your teammate in enough time, the entire team gets wiped and killed. You can't leave somebody dead. The thought process behind the tokens, more importantly, the timer, I think, not just the tokens, but the timer, it's the idea that being dead at the end of an encounter is not ideal. You know, if it's your first time in the raid and the boss finally falls and dies and loot starts pouring out and you're sitting there dead on your ghost, they did not think that that was ideal. The most interesting aspect of the revive wipe timer mechanic is that it is essentially the soft enraged wipe mechanic from Golgoroth in Destiny 1. If you get too many deaths they would hit the totem the entire team would get wiped up to that point there was never any sort of a response from the game if you had too many deaths you would simply either get wiped by a boss mechanic for failing to satisfy something or you would get killed by a soft enrage if you take too long or you don't do anything you stand around it would eventually kill you the game had never wiped the team up to that point in response to a number or a quantitative measure of deaths, okay? My main criticism of this system is that it has created a shift in the encounter design to be very different from what made Destiny 1 raids fun and unique, and it also has limited the number of hero moments or clutches since the timer determines a natural barrier in every encounter. This is a one-size-fits-all barrier that every encounter has to deal with, and so it removes those moments where the 
the team rallies together with three or four people left and just gets it done those moments almost never happen anymore in destiny and if they do you're usually only pulling it off because you're like oh we have enough time an example would be the baseball diamond in garden of salvation there were numerous times we just went to damage and we knew we could kill the harpy boss because it was like we have enough time it's fine you know we'll just leave so and so dead and i always feel like that's just such a mechanical and clinical decision it doesn't feel like an intense rally clutch hero moment it's literally a do we have enough time to pull this off and that kind of robs the intensity i think quite a bit now the reason i start with revive tokens and the timer is because i really think it has affected the way that raids feel so the philosophy here of a relay versus a roll you're running a relay race and passing a baton as opposed to having individual roles or specialized roles that need to be finessed and mastered the revive tokens and timer are just the beginning of the philosophy shift in destiny 2 raids due to bungie's raid team wanting more inclusion and team involvement many of the raids and their encounters seem defined by an almost relay or roll baton pass you're you're passing the role or the job to the next person and then they eventually either pass it back to you or to somebody else uh, in a similar fashion to the revive wipe timer this idea seems heavily borrowed from another king's fall encounter totems i got a nice picture of totems here for you you know if you remember totems this is borrowed directly from that the idea that everybody has to do their part everybody has to kind of trade places many will remember skipping or wishing that they could skip totems given the large amount of time that you could sink into uh the this the various stages with one simple death or mistake causing a wipe near the encounter's completion you could get heavily invested in totems and one dumb person dies and you're all the way back at the beginning because that's essentially what it is it is a relay race and a baton pass there's nothing wrong with having encounters like that but similar to the revive timer and the token being borrowed from golgoroth the raid design teams to seems to be heavily leaning on the totems theme and the totems feel not every encounter but many encounters in destiny 2 feel this way Uh, Destiny 1 raids were consistently defined by designated roles. You had relics, swords, auras, etc. Uh, Oddly enough, my favorite raid, Wrath of the Machine, was actually the beginning of role shifting to being more team involvement. Uh, And it's also one of the more clutchable raids in the entire franchise. I actually think if they look at Wrath of the Machine, Wrath of the Machine is the model. If you want everybody to be included, that was the raid that did it. Everybody could grab a ball or an orb or a cannon and help and do their part everybody could help move an engine piece there was definitely a relay race baton pass you know switching between roles that happened in that raid and yet it still allowed you to have really cool clutchable moments saving the team you know doing a triple cannon clutching up with only two or three people at the end because it wasn't wiping you you had a chance to kind of pull yourselves up by your bootstraps so i believe wrath of the machine should be looked at if bungie wants to continue to do this relay race versus a roll I think Wrath of the Machine is the paragon. It is the archetype to model raids after. Given that this difference in raid theme is tied to the revived tokens and timers, it's beginning to feel like Bungie is actually asking less 
of the team. So let's shift to the end here. Where is hard mode? The Deep Zone Crypt is probably the best example for how the shift in Bungie's philosophy has led to encounters that require less and less of the team. It seems strange to say, but asking everybody to do something means that something has to be more accessible and doable. You can't require insane, intense perfection. So what ends up happening is they have to sort of dumb down what the team is required to do. You're not you're not asking everybody to run around on invisible plates and please don't fall because we'll have to start over. You're asking people to essentially stand here, hit this switch, stand here, grab this ball, and then somebody else has to come and do the same thing. Again, when you ask everybody to do something, that something has to, I believe, of necessity be somewhat diluted and dumbed down compared to what we've been asked to do in the past. Not only that, with Vaults of Glass soon to be added to the game, the question still remains, will we ever get hard modes again? Vault of Glass is going to feel somewhat incomplete without a hard mode, and Deep Stone Crypt is begging for a hard mode. Many have said it just feels too easy. Challenges continue to feel gimmicky or tedious for nothing more than an extra drop. I mean, that's essentially why I think most people do the challenges for the triumph or the checkbox. And a lot of the times, it just doesn't feel worth it. It's asking you to do something that's kind of gimmicky or tedious, and it doesn't really, it's not really challenging. It's, it's, it's not making the encounter harder. Usually you don't wipe, you just get challenge failed and feel like, is it really worth starting over? The last couple times I tried to do challenges with the team, we weren't failing the encounter, so we were just like, yeah, just keep going. Who cares about the extra drop? I actually think challenges always felt the best in the harder version of the raid, and we're missing that endgame cocktail right now. That mixture of having a raid get not only more difficult and ask the team to do more, but also adding the challenge factor as well was a sweet, sweet cocktail that we got in both King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine, as well as when Age of Triumph hit. One of my favorite challenges was the Atheon challenge. It had a really, really good feel. This all seems linked to the beginning premise of tokens and a timer and a relayed race. I I think they're all interrelated. I think if you remove the actual timer, it's okay to limit how often you can revive your team. However, we need more depth. I believe it needs to go up to a hard mode, and you have to start asking the team to do a little bit more than just pass the baton. As always, if you're listening to this in any of the other locations, you can always catch us at sntrlive.com. And if you're in the live audience, hit the join button, become a paying member, and submit a question because we're about to go over to Q&A. As always, if you're listening or watching elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session after my video about Destiny 2 Raid Philosophy. If you're listening to this or watching it on the upload channel, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. I'm usually live when these hit the upload feed. So this is actually a topic that we did today uh, based off of a tier three, if you pick the, the really, really high memberships, you can actually pick a topic and then even co-host the Q&A. And we had a really, really funny pre-show. So if you're watching the full broadcast, you can hit this timestamp and like rewind uh, a really funny back and forth with Kane. He's on the line with me. Say hello to everybody at home, Kane. Now then. There it is. Now <laughs> then. <laughs> there we go. That's his that's his way of saying hello. We talked about that a little bit ago. So yeah. the uh, the reason that uh, he wanted to discuss raid philosophy, uh, I'm actually not sure about that. Like I have my own thoughts on it, and I'm sure we're gonna get into that with the questions and stuff, but like Kane, what was the reason you were like, man, we need to do a video and a discussion about raid philosophy in Destiny 2? Because I think 
it's the best content. I think, well, for me personally, it's... I used to play a lot of... I played WoW, played WoW for a bit, and I played Final Fantasy XIV online, and the idea of, like, endgame aspirational content, which is, like, hard, um, was, like, a bit of selling point. And to be honest, it's, like, the only thing I care about in Destiny, if I'm being honest, is, is the raids and... I just think I think they're sort of I think it's a shambles what's happened really I think they're just not I think some some aspects are good or the better than what they were in D one but I think in a lot of aspects as well they're just not as good they've clearly not been given the love that they need. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's all just, right. I think that's a shared sentiment I'm, in the community that they almost feel a little half baked. It's like they get halfway there and they just kind of stop with most of the with most of the raids in D two. Well, Chad says he, w- he wouldn't want to raid with with me. Kane spelled Kane wrong. He spelled he spelled Kane. <laughs> it's actually C. It's actually C A I N E. Yeah, he spelled it first. He spelled it like the wrestler. <laughs> Kane with a K. And then he spelled like a, like like a candy cane or, or like a like a walking cane. You know that's actually to do with my mum. She spelled it wrong. Like she must be illiterate or something wrong with her. But she spelled it wrong. Yeah. Oh, mother. What are you like? <laughs> <laughs> only only in the only in the the context of everything we talked about earlier is that is that actually like people might get why that's funny um the uh the first question coming in from techno tyrant is so basically the revive timer is bad i think almost everybody agrees on that but is the raid res token system good should we use grandmaster res token system or go back to the d1 version that's just wait 30 seconds and no tokens you know, I, there's any any number of versions of this I would be okay with. I don't have strong opinions about limiting our reses with a token or a timer or you only have so many and once they're gone, they're gone, like as a team. I really do think the timer is the main problem in that it's it's driving home the point. Everybody's got to be alive at the end, which dovetails with everybody has to do their job. It's a relay race where, I mean, it's... If you think about Gauntlet, okay, Gauntlet wasn't this strict, but it essentially was this idea of everybody has to make it at the end. Everybody's running the same race, and we all have to make it. And that's what a lot of these encounters feel like. So, Kane, I don't know if you have any strong opinions on this. With the revive timer, I mean, I guess give your thoughts on the revive system with the timers and the tokens. Is any of it good or redeemable, or does the whole thing need shifted around? I mean, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this. So the, the revive thing for me, I think it's sort of like a moot point. Like, admittedly, I don't care about the revive thing. I, I, ideally, if they were going to do it, I'd, I'd want them to do it however they did it in D one, which I think I think which I think was just like you couldn't revive. You could only revive someone after a certain amount of time, which mm. made it more clutchable. I think it, it's weird because it, when Leviathan launched, it's sort of like they almost had two polar ideas. They wanted D two campaign to be more accessible but then when leviathan launched they made it worse by introducing a system which was a revive system which was less accessible because it it made it meant that you all had to be alive which is which is weird i don't know why they did that no i don't think no one knows why destiny 2 base even happened that's just another question. That's another subject entirely. But I, I would prefer to see how it was done in D one, is where it's just it's just a, a flat timer. It's just it's just a flat, like you don't need to you know you don't need to you know you can put sprinkles on a turd. You, you can you know you can you can put like sprinkles on a turd, but it's still a turd. Like that's right. what we're doing here. 
you're putting all this fancy stuff on a on a, it's a revive system. Just give us a timer. Just just put the timer on. I don't understand why they needed to do what they did. Yeah. You know, I think we'll find that that they over that they overcomplicate things. Mm. And and why? Just you literally go back to how it was. It it was fine. It didn't need touching. I don't understand what the like. I don't know what their philosophy was behind revive tokens. I don't think they've actually spoken about it. They actually have. They actually have. They actually have talked about this. Well, well, you know that. You are Destiny Encyclopedia. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Blackburn said that, and he's the one that's back now as assistant game director. uh, And his, funny enough, his username on Twitter is Joe Garoth, taken from Golgaroth. I believe he was on that team and worked on that raid. And uh, he said that they did not think it was ideal for people when they first experience a raid or an encounter to be dead at the end. They thought that was something that was, uh, I guess they thought it was happening too often. The idea of a quote unquote carry where just go over there and be quiet. Or in some cases, people would literally tell the carry to jump off. They're like, if you jump off and you're dead, this is easier because then we know who gets the thing or the buff or whatever. And my pushback on on that being the philosophy is i believe as you're saying they're overcomplicating it in 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 another way to say it is they're overreacting this is not something you need to legislate an entire system to because i think that was no. a minority you know yeah I, I know i agree and that's just that's that's bonjour over overcomplicating things um of overreacting you know is a is a theme that runs through what what bungie do um we say we don't like this, and then they go to the extreme. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, but when they say that, well, so what? What you know? What was their then intent? Do they think that? So what they're saying, we didn't want people to be dead because that's not fun. But what, so what's fun then? Like having to nail it so perfectly, and every one person has to be alive. Otherwise, you just don't get the completion at all, and it never gets done. Do right? Because I mean? like, you yeah. Just, that, that, that's basically like the opposite like if one person dies or if two people die like and, and the, the other four still do it still get the clutch and you've, you've all done it and then those people can then learn from that but what like if no one if everyone's constantly dying you're never going to get the clear like and that's not fun for anyone because nobody wants to be at an encounter which is unclutchable and then just being like stuck on this brick wall, like smashing their heads against it. Right. I don't, that, because that's, that's what happened basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I remember doing dogs and that was just, a, well, it was an interesting encounter, but I think we can all agree Leviathan was just a weird one. No. Um, it it where was. That, where that would happen. And it was more like a game show, too. It was more like a game show. Like, Leviathan, I think, could have been thematically like a game show. But the funny thing is, I feel like the game show was a result of the token decision. The token and the timer. I believe the token and the timer system influenced that raid to be a... Everybody does their part. It's like totems. It's like... It's a relay race. And I believe their starting premise of everybody needs to be alive and do their part is influencing encounters far too much. We don't have any of those weird standout encounters where one or two people are doing a thing or one or two people like we have some encounters that are like that. But if you stacked up all the encounters in destiny two, I would, I would actually say 75 to 80% of the raid encounters are that they're a relay race where everybody's essentially doing the same thing and just sort of changing roles. And 
as you're saying, like, is it fun to wipe because a timer counts down? I remember clutching, um, it was day one of Garden of Salvation, and I went over on the baseball diamond, went through the teleporter, I defended the thing, and, and got all the things off so they didn't sacrifice, and then we died to the revive timer. And we were about to go to the next stage. We were going to all have to run to the center where you, like, defend and stay alive. That would have been intense. Yeah. It would have been this amazing memory. And instead, it's a memory that I have that soured. It's like, that could have been really fun, and it was taken from us. You just took us the, you took the opportunity away for us to do something cool because you have this premise that, no, that would have been a bad experience, that, that you would have clutched that and your teammate would have been dead. And I'm like... I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that would have been a bad a bad experience. That would have been exciting. And I think people are always more likely to come back if they're if they're the anchor on the team. Like let's say they're a total failure. They're choking the entire raid and they keep dying. I think in the old system, they were more likely to come back and be like, I, I have something to aspire to. You guys are really good at this raid. Yeah. I want to aspire to this. Now they just have egg on their face for two and a half hours and they never want to go back and experience that because everybody knows why the team is failing. Like to yeah, me it's a different like, fun factor and you can just i think even even like great players have like proper stupid sort of like brain fart moments where they could be the cause of a wipe and 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 you shouldn't be punished for that and that's essentially what they did they, they punished you for one person's mistake or a couple of people's mistake but like learning is the the is be, making it making it learnable and making it so that you can not feel like you're holding the team back is a part is a is like a way to get people into the raids because if you just say if you, if you show someone and say look this is what happens when you mess up the team wipes no one no one's gonna want to do it literally no one wants to do it because no one wants to be that person that's holding everyone back right but well, no, it- who wants to be like Go on, sorry. I was going to say, and it's funny too, because this idea that, well, it makes it more accessible and more people are doing it. And I'm just like, I just don't know. I, I know more people are doing Deep Stone Crypt, but I honestly think that's because it's an easier raid. And I don't want to say it, it's it too easy, but it's, just, easy, it's an yeah. easier raid. No, if it's too easy, it's easier. But I, I imagine that's like, I'm not going to give my thoughts too in-depth on that yet, because I imagine that'll be a question that'll probably pop up later. But yeah, generally it is easier, and that is where I stand on sort of like tokens with the need to just scrap them completely. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see why they ever came in. I don't understand why they're here. Maybe or like if or if you're going to give us tokens, give us a like give us a healthy amount of them. Don't be don't be stingy with them because that is not fun. If you're going to implement something, implement implement a nice amount. Do you know what I mean? Like implement. Like, well, and then like, they could, but then they like, could be stingy with hard mode because in Destiny One you couldn't res on hard mode. So like you could go from like what you're saying where they're generous with them, and then hard mode they would really limit how many you got. But 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 that's but it, that's what hard mode was always for. We always knew that was the case. Like if you're going into hard mode, that's because you know that raid. So like there is no there's no excuse. Do you know what I mean? Or if you do mess up, you just mess up. Like do you know what I mean? But the raids were made in a way that they were more clutchable. I think personally, like Atheon's more clutchable than. I mean, I think Tanix is a uh, is is quite easy. Uh, I think that's more clutchable. But that the raids were made more clutchable. I think they were made. Um, I think they were made, funnily enough, more accessible. 
um, for that reason. And but maybe that's also part of the, the token token system or the lack of in D one. But just mm-hmm. give us more, and then people can learn, and then people can, you know, and you'd see because they'll know how many they'll, they'll have a tracker of how many res tokens being used they're not idiots they have all this data they'll know how many will get used per run do you know what i mean so like yeah. give people more of them and then release the hard mode and then say right okay you've done it with we like we've we've given you the tokens for you to learn and finesse what you're doing and now we're going to take them away and people would be fine by that people would be a-okay because you get more people coming into the raid you know what i mean like they'd spend more time in the raid they wouldn't feel like the, they wouldn't feel like they're holding the team down they'd learn the raids they'd probably do them a couple more times and then you can set, stick them in the hard mode where there's no revives that's that's that i mean either give us take the tokens away and just give us how it was or be more plentiful with the tokens to allow for people to learn the encounters and not feel like they're holding everyone else back right the funny thing is too there's almost a spectrum here where i think a lot of people disliked king's fall they liked it as a raid but they disliked it on hard because the fights not being able to res somebody you did a lot of these immediate just wipe like one person dies and you're like well just wipe let's just start over and then I feel like Wrath of the Machine was more in the middle, where an early death or a death halfway through, sometimes you're like, well, let's just keep on going. We can we can probably beat this. We can we can probably we can probably take this down. And now we're on the completely other end of the spectrum. It's like King's Fall was really extreme. You were consistently feeling like you needed to just yeah, just wipe, just start over. And then now in 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 the game in the game that we're in now, the version of raids that we're in now, it's like the opposite. It's like no, just keep going. We've got the res. Just keep going. And then everybody's alive. And because everybody's yeah. alive and everybody has to take part, they've dialed down what they asked the team to do. And I feel like Wrath's in like that happy medium where everybody was asked to do things, but if there was a death, you could press on and pick up the slack. It's like in that nice middle ground where it borrows from a lot of what D2 does, which is everybody's taking part, but it also borrows from that D1 identity of you can clutch up even if somebody's dead. Yeah, and I'm also, I'm sort of looking while we're doing this. I'm sort of looking through the YouTube comments as well. And um, um, so Christopher said, how, "How can you say Deep Stone Crypt is, is, is an easier raid when you can go look at the data and the clear sign uh, is in line with every other D two D two raid minus Garden? If Deep Stone Crypt is so easy, why aren't people clearing it faster?" Mm-hmm. Well, Christopher, I think I think I think I think the answer to that lies with the uh, the second encounter. I I, um, I think Airtrack is a brick wall for lots of people. Mm-hmm. Airtrax is a brick wall. Tanix is easy. It's it's Tanix is pathetically easy. It's it's too easy. It's too easy in a last encounter. In Airtrax is a harder midpoint by miles. They're not even in the same league. They right. are two different levels of difficulty. Airtrax is. I mean, I, so I took two friends of mine for the first time with it. So funnily enough, and this is going to completely contradict what I've just said, but we, we won phase A-Trax. Like, we did mm-hmm. it once. Sorry, we did it once. We cleared A-Trax the first time. But that's oh, the first time I've ever had that happen. I think A-Trax for a lot of people is a brick wall because it, it's coordination. That's what that boils down to. It's a really it's really weird coordinated fight. That's what that yeah. boils down to. That's why I think that's why I think D-Stone Crypt has less of a clear rate is A-Trax is in the middle. It's like I- a brick wall. 
I also think it's a math it's it's sort of a mathematical problem too, right? More people are I think going in and completing Deepstone Crypt because they've heard it's easier. So I think teams <laughs> teams that are traditionally maybe less m- less raid oriented are going in and taking a crack and they're probably lowering the completion time and making it take longer. And because there's a higher quantity yeah. of people going in, I, I think the higher quantity is where the proof is. It's like that's proof that it's easier, and the the higher completion time or the or the completion time being similar, that's not really where the proof is. I believe the proof is in the quantity uh, more than the completion yeah. time. And then people will be hearing, "Oh, it's easier." People will hear, "Oh, it's easier," which means it's easy. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying it's it, it's easy from the perspective of people who have raided for a significant period of time. It mm-hmm. will still be like nails to those, to the sort of uninitiated. Do you know what I mean? The people who haven't raided at all. It, that will that will be like like that raid will be like a brick wall to them. Do you know what I mean? Because they never they don't have anything to compare it against, but we do. You know, like as someone who's raided loads, I haven't raided as much in D2, um, just purely for like life reasons. But I was a lot younger when D1 came out, so I had I had a you know more free time, so I raided a lot, and mm-hmm. I mean loads. So like we, and you, you know, you'll have that experience of of sort of knowing what sort of what sort of things you should be looking out for. You know, sort of how to position yourself, how to stay alive. Well, there's people who don't have that experience, won't have anything to go against, so they will just they will get to that point and say, "This is hard," and then they'll probably quit because they've heard it's easy, but it's only easy from the perspective of people who have who have encountered harder challenges in other raids. Right, and completion time is a is a, is a weird thing to only use that as your comparison because, like, saying that like the average last wish complete time is you know an hour and eleven, and Deep Stone Crypts an hour and nine. <laughs> you know how many percentages of those are cheesed ribbon runs that are meant to take way longer and be far more of a brick wall, and they're not because you know ninety percent of LFG teams are cheesing ribbon. You know, it, uh, completion time is a, is a, is a rough one. That's surprising to me too. That last wishes average completion times an hour and eleven. I mean, that that, that seems kind of fast. That that. I don't know where that number is coming from because that's a big raid. Um, just the encounters themselves and the travel time in between the encounters takes a while. Um, so, I, go ahead. Go on. So, I, can't, so I, can't, I think I've done Riven legit once because why? When you can do it quicker and like, like you said, I think you, you mentioned you talked about earlier when you were talking about uh, the dawning, and I've not done the dawning. It's rubbish. But you like you were talking about like we find the quickest way to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so it's so true. Why do why do why do Riven legit? I, I like the mechanics. Like I think it's interesting. But yeah. like there's 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 a lot a, a, there's a lot that goes into that fight. A lot. There's so yeah. much from baiting the tentacles to shooting the eyes to then doing the call outs. I personally think that fight is like one step too much for me personally. There's, there's so much going on in that fight, and mm. I bet that's, that's because they said they didn't have a hard mode. Like, did, yeah. is that what they said something about? Like, they're like, with we, we, this is like the way it's designed, and this is it, and that's why it's the way it is. I imagine, I imagine they did toy with an with an easy mode and taking a few of those mechanics out, but they put them all in the the normal road, the normal mode, and I, I feel like that that's a lot. That I think you know, yeah. Riven is a lot. 
It's a lot of mechanics for one fight. There's like three, four. There's like there's like four mechanics in that. There's the eyes, like the the tentacles, the shooting of the mouth, then like like cleansing the plate by standing behind the glass. That that yep. little coin thing. That's yeah. like there's like four or five mechanics, and then the then there's like the shooting and going in and shooting the heart as well, and repeating it all. Yeah. yeah so, so. That's, that's a lot. That's like the most mechanics I I can think of in, in one fight in Destiny at all. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's one of their one of their hardest fights I've ever designed, and yet and yet it always gets cheesed because <laughs> it's it's, yeah, because, it's available. Yeah, but, um, yeah, like uh, yeah, the rockets thing was is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Techno submitted another question here. It says, "Do you think Vogue will have the same role, importance, and identity when it comes back?" The Aegis Runner uh, was the cool kid on the block, and none of the raids in D two have that sort of feel, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it's just yes. it's hard to know because they they did two versions. There was the normal and the hard, and the guns were awesome, and they were best in slot and best in class. And that that those guns now would be basic. You know, I. I I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do to contextualize that gear uh, into now. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm not even, I think I think he's also talking just generally about why like, did that raid itself because like that was the first raid. It's the, it's the most basic raid, so I, I, like it's going to be the exact same. We're gonna we're gonna really see the contrast. We're gonna really see how far we've come when Vault of Glass gets re-released. Right. Um, when it, because. That was the first, so it's 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 conceptually the the most basic raid in terms of do you know what I mean? in terms of like mechanics. It, it's it, it, it is there's the hero, like the there's the the one guy that is literally what that that's that's what that raid is. And I suppose you could argue that's also the same. It's also the same with Crota as well. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be we're gonna see. We're not going to remember Vog as fondly as we think we do when it comes back. Well, his question, I think I misunderstood his question. I think I, I, yeah, I misread it. I thought he was asking about uh, the gear. He's saying, you know, about the role importance, like, um, will the person running the relic be as important? I mean, yeah, they, they said they don't want to fundamentally change these encounters. They need to still feel the same. So I would say, yes, you're still going to have somebody grabbing that relic and kind of that's their job. Um, could because they add other mechanics for the rest of the team? Yeah. Probably. I mean, the, I don't think they will, though, because because then that fundamental, hmm, like I say, they don't want to, they don't they want to keep it how we remember it, and adding anything new into that would fundamentally change how that raid plays out because it's mm-hmm. all designed around the hero, the, the the guy with the Aegis. Like that's that is how that 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 raid is designed around. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aegis mechanic, and I think if you were to add anything else into that, I think they'd, they'd probably need to re, they probably need to redesign the raid. Like it would change it completely. So I think yeah. it's gonna be exactly, exactly role-wise how we remember it. And I don't think we're gonna, I don't think people will be as fond as shooting oracles as they remember. Well, they did say they went back and played it on the PS4 and they determined that we would be too strong for it. So they are going to attempt to make it feel as challenging as it did, they said. But they said that, you know, fundamentally these fights will not be changing. You will still say that was Templar, that was Atheon. So the mechanics and the relics and stuff will likely stay the same. 
Um, the next question from Table JFK says, should raids be designed with a certain team composition in mind? In my opinion, the mindset would uh, compartmentalize certain subclasses to where they would feel like a requirement for optimal DPS <laughs> rather than something that simply exists as a choice. Yeah, so to phrase this another way, we, we talked about this a little bit this morning, the idea that should you need you know six people to go in and have four or five different subclasses for you know for it to be optimum or maybe even like a low level requirement i'm not in favor of that i don't no, like the content dictating to me what i should come in with um cuz the minute you no, do that I it doesn't feel like well. a choice yeah and like you've got to remember that like each class is so different or like mm-hmm. some are so much stronger than others um I just don't think they could do it. I don't. I don't understand why you'd want to do it that way. Surely, for them designing it, if they were going, okay, we've got to design this. It's two warlocks, two hunters, two titans. That's boring. That's really boring, because then they've because then only a set amount of scenarios can happen. But if you say I can have one hunter and five titans, it just gives, it just gives players more freedom generally. So I don't think they'll ever. I don't think they will ever do that. Um, right. It is weird though that they haven't done that because all the marketing material, if you ever watch anything, um, it's always like I think it probably is always like a more equal number. So like, if you ever watch anything with a fight team of three, it's never three hunters, three titans, three warlocks. It's always one mm-hmm. of each. Yeah. So they always, they always, they always advertise it that way. So I don't know why they haven't done it. Probably because they know it'd just be it'd be awful to play because. Like if, if if you're trying to join an LFG and you you are a hunter, like I think is hunter probably which is the most played class, probably, probably. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Like because then then that then that, that that if you're a hunter, like there's more hunters out there, which means the chance of you getting into a group is less likely because there's more hunters, which means we're always down on warlocks and titans. People, you know, people have class allegiances, like like. I used to play exclusively as a, as a warlock and D1, then I switched to Hunter, D2. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really play on a Titan. I have one. I don't really play on it. So, like, I wouldn't want to play as a Titan. And that's why, as well. Like, people wouldn't want to play as a class that they they don't prefer. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the meta dictates anything, though, Chad. Chad's saying, you know, it's not a choice anyway. Meta dictates that. That's not generally true. Meta has a has meta creates a trend, not a requirement. And I think that's the difference. Like if you want to go in and run the meta build, that's fine. But you don't have to. Like I think that's one of the, the, the distinct differences between curated loadouts or curated required classes and having somebody run Divinity and everybody runs the meta damage. Like you don't have to do that, you know, and that also gives you the opportunity to experiment, try something new, do something different, maybe just try something so that the team can, you know, have an experience that's maybe fresh or new, as opposed to being like, no, you literally, you know, have to do this. There was a debate last night where a few of us talked about if subclasses uh, feel like they can do a lot of things to where there is no requirement for a certain subclass. I was of the opinion that subclass choice should be irrelevant. Yeah, you never want to feel like, oh, we need a hunter right now, and then you got to have somebody switch or something. Like, I, I never, and we, if that, 
if you get to a point where you say, oh man, a Well of Radiance would be amazing right now, or a Tether would be super helpful, <laughs> and somebody switches, that's different than saying, oh no, we little are, we're required to have that right now. Like, I think there's a big difference between requiring it and the game flow sort of leaning you in that direction, where you can do it if you'd like. I mean, Well of Radiance is like the one that typically probably shows up in that way the most. If you have a bunch of hunters and titans and you're doing a certain encounter or something i mean the scourge of the past would be a good example that final boss fight it just makes sense three to wells. have well you know yeah makes yeah sense like, to have three even, wells. Even, even the phase before, even the phase before that um with the tanks like people figured out that you just put three wells around and like you move your tank in and around and you circle around you do more damage like yeah it's, it's weird so like that was the meta and i remember i remember wrath of the machine the meta being dark drinker because it did insane amount of damage on the legs but like you didn't have to run that it, it it's it is a preferred i mean you say preferred you know what lfg is like it's 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 a fickle it's a fickle space yeah uh, if you didn't have you didn't have galahorn you weren't getting into it but that it but dark drinker for axis was preferred now i i think i run dark drinker twice i always used to run um it had been black spindle back then and with um transversive steps because you could get like 18 in the mag like well sorry 18 18 capacitor because because mm-hmm. when you walked over a brick it upped in the capacitor from what i remember and like, i was just like i was just getting them crits and i could empty my mag i could empty my entire magazine and, I, and i'd be on par with do you know what I mean? I'd be up there in damage as well. So I, it, I don't think they could restrict. We we've seen we we have seen what curated loadouts for raids looks like, and it's not fun. So imagine bringing that to subclasses. Just imagine it. Ima- imagine imagine the uproar that'd happen. The community would be up in arms against them for that because we hated it for Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Noble with the next question. Should final raid bosses be impossible to one phase? If so, is the sandbox the problem or the boss's health? When it comes to Riven, why create all these mechanics while also making us powerful enough to kill her instantly and just bypass the mechanics? Well, Riven's not your best example here because Riven is a cheese. Like, that's not the way the fight's intended to go. People are literally going to the wrong side on purpose and then, you know, rolling the dice on RNG to get all the insane damage. Like, that fight is literally not designed that way so a better example for what you're talking about would be scourge of the boss uh, scourge of the past boss uh or you know crown of sorrow or even the new even even tanix right it it should it be one phaseable i actually think the best way to make it one phaseable at least in a normal mode in my mind is the way that you one phase tanix right now you have to finesse the fight you got to do all four yeah. engines you know you got to take that risk and then you get a longer damage phase and uh, Ver- uh vosik i'm sorry not vosik axis was a similar way you got way more damage if you kept slamming the plates and that challenge you know finessing that challenge as well as finessing damage and moving around the room you know led to higher levels of damage uh, actually, funny enough, I don't know if Axis was one-phased regularly. I think he was more commonly a two-phase because he did have seemingly a lot more health. Um, and so I believe their health and our possible damage output is is leading to a lot of one-phases, but I would at least rather have it be something that's finessed rather than, like, Crown of Sorrow was silly. It was just, like, literally stand here and dump dump your grenades into his face, you know? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, I think, I think Encounters... 
end encounters should be one phaseable because that shows your skill as a player. I think if they weren't one phaseable, I think you'd people would start arguing that they've just put it into gate people doing that. Right. Otter. Do you know what I mean? Because like we can, we can tell when they do that. So I think what's that strike? Is it Exodus Crash? Like everyone hates that. Every everyone hates it because they have put that that um, immunity phase mm-hmm. in to prolong you it, to keep you in there longer, so you can't one phase it. Like right. people hate that strike. They've literally taken it out of the games, like out of the game, like three times. But like, at this point, just. Because it always needs reworking, and it still is rubbish. It's still a rubbish strike. It's still a rubbish last encounter. Like stuff has. To, I think everything has to be one phaseable to show the progression in players to give you that sense of, well, oh, I started out not even though, like three phase in it, and now I can two phase it, or oh, now I can one phase it. Yeah, it's there. It's there as an incentive in my opinion to keep you in there because if you can if you can start one phase in that then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do it you're gonna do it all the time you're gonna want to run the raid again and you can do it quicker and quicker and quicker and and then like that's then that's what is gonna make is gonna make to yeah, I can't speak, it's gonna make people want to go in there more often because they can do it quicker like oh it took me like half an hour last time so do you know what I mean like so why not right. do it again well, and Sven's making a good point. The scourge of the boss, the scourge boss actually requires like a lot of, you know, finessing and communication. And so I think this is the way I yeah. would say it then is um, the the way they set up dungeons from the ground up, they want it to be possible for you to do the solo flawless run. They should do the same thing with raids. What you do with a raid is you say a one phase is possible and you have to stack up all these you know, requirements and finesse things that need to take place so that then most teams are just going to two phase. So that's, that's how I would put it is a one phase needs to feel like you, you threaded the needle and you jumped through the ring of fire and you pulled it off and that's awesome. And you can high five. Yeah. It shouldn't be something like crown of sorrow is probably the best example. That's just, that it was just, just mindless. Stand there. Just stand there and just shoot and unload into its face. Nah, and, yeah. then, and then you get the one phase but like I'm looking through the chat and it says like Frosty, Frosty Hobo 47 says one phase is kind of stupid it ruins the skill of knowing the mechanic and survival over the duration of a fight and I, I, I disagree it, it just depends I sort of well okay I disagree to an extent it's all how it's all about how it's implemented like you say you do the four orb strat you do the four like core strat in, t- in Tanix you get the extra bit of time in one phase but that's you going that's you doing extra. You've earned that extra time to be able to one phase. When it's a one phase, like when like Galram, like you've just mentioned, Lona, then yeah, okay, it, it's there just because, yeah. like just because it's there. But yeah, you have to earn it. You ha- you have to earn that extra like twenty seconds, whatever of damage. It it shouldn't be given to you on a plate. Yeah, but like. And then he's talking about Riven and why, and that's so hard. Yeah, that's not like that's not fair on Riven. I think Riven Riven is just a flawed fight. In yeah. in general, it's it's flawed because of the way it's designed. Um, there's there's just so much like yeah because like you can go to one room 
I think it's just a, I think it's just a weird it's a weird example because there's no other fight like Riven. Riven's like one of a kind. Yeah, and it is cheesed. So I mean, it's hard to use that as an example. So I, I and I also think this entire subject changes if you go from a normal to a hard mode. Because like it, to me, it's fine if you're finessing a fight and beating it on normal and one phasing, and then hard modes would probably be a lot of two phases. Because the endurance of a team having to do all the mechanics over again, I do like that. I always. It always one phases. There is an element to it that I don't like. This if a one phase feels this way, I don't like it. It's like okay, satisfy mechanics A, B, and C. Now it's time for damage phase. Ah, oh, we didn't one phase. Shoot, and then you got to do it all over again. And that's where you're like, ah, oh, let's just start over. Where all you're having to do is satisfy the mechanics one time. I would rather a one phase come from finessing things in the fight, like plate slamming at Axis or. Yeah all four engines at Tanix. I think that adds the appropriate layer requirement where it's not a matter of we just need to get to damage and then just dump on the boss. It's we need to get to damage and then do these extra optional things. It's a risk reward mechanic then, which I think is better. So, um, I think, I, mean, I, think I think Scourge, I think Scourge is quite a good example of a few things that they could do again which i don't know that they i don't know if they have done it really so like you've got the you've got the mechanic where he's in the air and and he's shooting down and someone's got to clip the the arm so so he stops shooting down at the people like that 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 fight is really interactive with everyone because you've got people getting you know you've got people getting getting the uh you've got the person calling out the map You've got the people getting the the orbs. You know, you've got the people shooting all the parts off. I actually think that's a really good found. That, they've not pushed that any further, in my opinion. That's sort of the only fight where that has been like a massive thing, where like like you're literally sort of like weakening the boss to a point where you can do damage. I mean, I know I know Axis does do that, but not to the degree, in my opinion, that Scourge does. I actually think that's a really good. That's that's a good re- that's a really underrated fight in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, all right, let's go to the next question. Uh, if we have if we have enough people to do call-ins techno, we can do we can do call-ins. You can't call in now because this is Q and A. This is a different segment. Um, Barrett uh, says Barrett Cat says should Bungie consider changing death penalties of wiping the group to be more in line with MMOs where there is no limit on deaths but when you get revived you get a lingering damage penalty for a minute with harsher DPS penalties as you die more I, I'm not really in favor of this because you're basically asking for an entirely new system that as we said earlier mm-hmm. we don't really need to complicate <laughs> this you know Destiny's not really built with with something like this in mind where you know you're you're hampered for a minute or whatever i i think you know everybody getting one revive on normal and then giving the team like a set number of revives on hard is just keep it simple stupid right k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid like just i think they should just keep it simple i don't dislike this idea i just feel like it doesn't necessarily square with destiny this was like a whole nother system and kind of a whole nother game i you know the we don't really have the depth of combat and the, and the complexities to warrant. I don't think like these lingering penalties that you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I sort of half agree and half disagree. It's it's a weird one because it's not like we don't have that sort. It's not like we don't have that sort of thing implemented in Destiny because we do. We just have it in different ways. We don't have like damage debuffs 
but we have we have we do have debuffs in general. But with it's just MMO. I I play I played I used to play quite a bit of Final Fantasy fourteen online. Like they're just different games. They're just, mm-hmm. Like they're just so different. Like the millions upon millions upon millions of HP for bosses in Final Fantasy, and you're you're juggling all your skills. You know you can have like twenty skills, and that you're juggling to do damage. No, well, it's, it's, that's an exaggeration. But you know what I mean. You've got no. It's a, it's a shooter. Destiny is a shooter. It is. It, it's simple. It's point gun shoot. Yeah. It's not. You're not. De- you're not juggling loads of skills. You're just not. And that's why Final Fantasy works because it's already got that depth built into it as an MMO with 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 all the mechanics that it has. But Destiny just isn't built quite like that. It's a shooter. It's a shooter, and dampening your damage output would suck. It. Yeah, it it would feel it would feel awful, like, it, why would you want that? Why would you want to load the game and then die, be revived, and just feel instantly weaker? Um, I just, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want that. I think we can all agree that that would probably be not a great idea. Yeah, it feels like a good idea that's like built for another game. It's not that the idea is bad. It just feels like it wouldn't necessarily plug in and fit with how Destiny goes. Um, we have, we, we're about halfway through the Q and a, so we're going to have to start maybe going a little bit quicker here through your guys's questions. Yeah. Uh, Kazi says, happy new year, Lono. Do you think they'll ever bring back hard mode raids or is it just not in the cards anymore? Also did giving worlds first to, to a normal and then a couple weeks later, hard mode cheapen the prestige of it at all. Thanks for all you do. They're going to have to answer this question. I don't know. I feel like they do need to do a hard mode, especially for deep zone crypt. And I also feel like Vogue's going to feel incomplete without (laughs) hard mode. As far as rewarding two belts, I don't really care about that. It, it, you know, because if you're no, going to throw curveballs and make it harder, you know what I mean? That doesn't matter as much to me if they do that. No, I mean, the, the sort of, I mean, that, that I mean, we, we, World's first titles with a, with a hard mode have gone back since, that's that's been a thing since D1. You had, you had, you had World's first normal, World's first, World, World's first hard mode. Mm-hmm. No, I mean we've already we've already had that, so I don't understand why it wouldn't matter. No, I don't think anyone would care. It's just going back to because it's not really a thing, I suppose. Like, I mean, was it Dato that got World's First hard on Vogue, or did he get World's First normal? I mean, it might have been hard. I don't think he got it on. I don't. He, I don't he doesn't. I don't think he has a World's First, but I think math class, <laughs> the people that he's associated with, they got World's First. Oh yeah, yeah, it's my class. Yeah, yeah, I think it was hard. But do you know what I mean? Like, so like, it's it's already been a thing, but it's sort of not a thing because it's sort of like the lesser thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's the lesser of the two. So (laughs) I don't think anyone would care. Yeah, but it's just. I it's don't care cool because I just want hard mode to come back. I don't. I don't care if they award a belt. It's like just bring it, just bring it back. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just bring it back. Uh, Lumberstone says, do you Sorry. think that the lack of in-game LFG has a say in the difficulty or the design of the raids? I don't see these being connected at all. I mean, it, it, the lack of in-game LFG uh, up to now, if it was there, some people would use it. I just My biggest concern with them taking the time to build an, an in-game LFG is that y- you would 
you would have so few, few people using it. Most people that are accustomed to using LFG are just going to keep using the tools that are at their disposal. So you would have a very, very low amount of, of a, I think, of people using it because people are just like, I use destinylfg.net.com or I, you know, 100IO or whatever. Um, you know, I feel I feel like that's generally where more people land is they just already have a tool or they already have a team that they like to use. That would be my concern that uh, Gotti Games is kind of like that. You know, a lot of people didn't use it because they already have a solution for rating. So the people that you needed for that engine to run, experienced people willing to teach, they're not jumping in. They're not jumping into Gotti Games. Why? They already have a solution. We're too far down the line. If it would have been there, like you're saying, yes, from the start, if it would have been there earlier, you know, and I don't know what effect that would have on a difficulty of a raid. The fact that more people could jump in. I mean, would that make them want to make their raids harder or easier? I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly how they would they would connect those two. More people you can get in, the better. I, 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 I originally didn't ever want like an in-game LFG or anything like that, um, mm-hmm. and that's because I had like groups to run with, and I don't have that. I use I go through the app now. I. I want them to put in an in-game LSG. I know people don't want them, and I can, and I can, I, can, I, I completely understand why they don't want it. But we need to get more people in in the funnel, um, and people are saying, oh, I, I, oh, it's just like development bandwidth. Like they just don't have it. Like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I understand why they don't do it. I understand mm-hmm. why they guided games is flawed fundamentally at its core because. You do that. You do that seeker rubbish thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I am a seeker looking for, or I am a guide looking for, and I have to consent this and consent that. It's convoluted. We talked about them making stuff complicated. It's, right. It's it's stupid. Like that. That is why guided games doesn't work because you have to. You have to just look for the people. Like just let people match make. Just let them match make normally. Just give them a checkpoint and let them match make at that checkpoint with other people who've got that checkpoint. Like. But maybe say to them, you maybe say to them, look, you know, you've got to have at least gotten to this checkpoint already. Do you know what I mean? Give them like, say like, you have to have gotten to this checkpoint. We can tell, we know that you have gotten to this checkpoint. But then again, that's building more systems in place. They don't have time for that. They don't have people for that. I want them to build it. I want an in-game LFG. And because I, I think ultimately we'd only benefit, benefit the, the raiding community. And what people say, it's like 10% of people 10% of players like that's nothing I know there's a lot of people that's not a lot of people in comparison I never thought about doing that being like oh if you got a checkpoint you can matchmake to that checkpoint that might be a decent barrier you know on matchmaking so like any old person can't just like click the button so you're gonna get matched with people that are more likely to care and have a mic and be concerned because it's like oh I'm matchmaking to Atrax well then you're you're likely to find people that aren't going to be doing the you know oh please help me I don't know what I'm doing and they have no mic like obviously you would run into those people like they they weasel their way into an LFG and they're not qualified they don't know what to do they you know they kind of misrepresent themselves and then they get kicked from a raid group well now they're going to start flooding matchmaking I mean you would have some of that but I don't think that would be the norm that that would be maybe a decent idea um Next question is from underscore underscore says, if the raids are going to have harder mechanics and encounters, then would they need loot worthy of such an environment? Do you think Bungie could make such loot? I actually think yes. the loot that we got is at the ceiling. It just is boring. I don't want to beat this dead horse. I've talked about this quite a bit. I, I, I think 
raid guns should be good out of the box. They should be upper echelon guns, not necessarily at the ceiling. And then the perks should make them exciting and cool. Right now, the guns are best in slot if you get the right perks. And I, I don't, that, that to me, again, and the, and the perks are reload and damage oriented. So to me, they're boring. So they're efficient and they're awesome and they are worthy of pursuit, but I don't find them exciting. The guns look beautiful. The armor looks good, but everything else is rubbish. Like, yeah. I don't, like literally, like I think this is, I think this is a massive point of contention for me. Please, Bungie, bring back intrinsic raid perks. Just do yeah. it. Just stop, stop messing about. Stop, stop, um, stop half-hearting it. Like, give us intrinsic perks just do it what's the point this mod stuff like it's lovely it's it's really nice but you're adding rng upon rng like you have to you have to get the drop and then you have to get the you have to get the, the drop for the item for like the for, for like the armor piece but then you have to also get the drop for the um for the uh for the for the mod why 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 it's it's it, it, it's false it's it's false rng to keep you in there longer that's what it's hmm. for keep yeah. you in it's to keep you in there longer that's all it's there for like i don't i don't care just give me i mean i i, I will i was looking at um red perks before i came on because i i thought this might be brought up <laughs> and i am a big proponent of it um but it's like uh, i was looking at the king's fall gear and there's a perk called Run for Your Life, and it's increased agility and went on between dimensions. Uh, and they were on the legs, and they were yeah. really good. And they like they were a way for you to feel like you were more beneficial to, to your team, but not like stupidly powerful. And then there's Oracle, Oracle Disruptor on Guns in Vault of Glass. Like it just got you through the encounter quicker. It didn't. It didn't really like. It didn't do anything to Atheon. It just helped you. It just helps you get to Atheon a bit quicker. Just, just sort of benefited your team. I just don't understand why they can't bring that back. What, what was the point in taking them out? What it well, didn't benefit anyone. They originally it it, said it they went away from it because they originally said they went away from it because they were like, we didn't want people to feel like they had to wear the raid armor. But now the way they've set it up, you do have to wear the raid armor if you want to run the raid mod. So they've gone right back to their original problem. Um, yeah, because I like I like the Wrath of the Machine ones. Like if you were holding a Siva charge, the chest gave you increased resilience, and the legs gave you increased uh, agility if you were carrying a Scorch Cannon. I loved that. I thought that was great. And then you got like the the increased heavy ammo on the gauntlets. I mean, those were those were great. So I don't know why they moved away and then they came back and then they came back in a way where I do have to run the Deep Stone Crypt armor if I want those mods, but the mods themselves are super expensive. And they don't seem necessary because they're again there's no hard mode, so they don't they don't feel like you need them. The get the raid itself isn't pushing on you hard enough uh, no, to, to warrant it. So it's like, I mean, when you want to, if something goes wrong on that first encounter with Deepstone Crypt, and you need to wipe, you know, with the massive tubes, like <laughs> it takes you ages to die, which shows how easy it is. Like just standing there getting hit by captains it take, uh, even on vandals it takes you ages to die you stood there so like why yeah why ha- have the mods that like give you like a bit maybe a bit res- maybe a like extra resilience or yeah. something or like what what's the suppressor one it's like do do extra damage to rank and file enemies 
when when, when you have like the suppressor buff active or something so it's like but that's pointless because yeah. like you're not shooting at rank and file enemies if you've got the suppressor buff you, you're, you're shooting at Tanix because right. that's your job so like what's the what is the point in that perk like it's not that it should be like it should it, it should be like you're able I mean but it, I'm gonna say able to stun quicker but it, it stuns in like it's like two seconds do you know what mm-hmm. I mean so like what, why does that perk even exist? It's arbitrary. Yeah. It's pointless. Yeah, we've just got pointless. We've just got pointless perks. I think it comes it, well, down. Well, they to would how feel better I... on a hard mode, though. Like you would actually feel like, oh, this is helping me on a hard mode. Like if contest was back on, like yeah. that would be nice, you know. Yeah, because you could stun him quicker. Because he might stun. It might take longer to stun. So that's why you'd use that. Yeah, but like that's my rank and file enemies. Like you're not even sh- like if you're if you if you're a suppressor. You're not you're not really shooting rank and file enemies. You're only shooting you're only shooting red bars and yellow bars and stuff until that suppressor perk comes out, and then mm-hmm. you, you you stun and then you stun him like to drop the orbs, and then after that point you are only shooting him because that is your job. Like you're not doing right. anything else after that. So, so it's I just think the, I think the, the perks are confused. Like they don't really seem appropriate for what in the suppressor role i suppose it's not it's not like it's not it's not helping you to what you're actually doing it yeah. i feel like it just exists because we've asked it to exist not because it's there because it helps right and i feel like that's like i feel like it's them sort of saying oh okay we'll give you we'll give you perks yeah we'll give you red perks but they're not really beneficial right anymore right uh, Horn Joe asked the next question: Should Bungie relook into increasing the chance of a raid exotic to drop with each weekly completion? I'm going to give you a quick answer to this one. I think it should be on a low drop rate for like the first, you know, three weeks or so, and then after that, you could start to do the drop rate protection where it starts to go up. I like it being rare for at least a little while, and then after that, yeah, it should it should start to really go up for you, especially if you're running diligently three times a week. Um, I don't think it should be like that out of the gate, no. So I don't know what you think on this. Sorry, I, I what? Sorry, can you just repeat the question? I, I completely did not hear that. Should they increase the chance of the raid exotic to drop with each completion, so that if you're, you know, you run it three weeks in a row, your chances keep getting yeah. better if you don't get it? Yeah, because it took it took me it took me like thirty thirty four completions of Last Witch to get. Um. Uh, whatever it's called, uh, one thousand voices, um, and then that was that was after they buffed it as well, and then like I got I got Eyes of Tomorrow on my first try, right? Like, you know what I mean, like that was lucky. But if I didn't have that luck, then I could have been I could have been there for another forty attempts with the exact mm-hmm. same. They need to up it. Yeah, they need to. They just need to make it like. I suppose that's it. That's another way to make it accessible by sort of making that gear a little bit more. Because it's like it's okay. It's an okay rocket launcher, but it's not a good friend game. Not really, because it does fifty percent less damage on bosses. So yeah, but I mean? there's it's something like going on with rockets there. That's not unique to that that rocket launcher. That rocket launcher is actually pretty good from everything I've seen. But there's something specific to rocket launchers in that they do less damage to bosses. So. But I, th- I think I think I'm I'm pretty sure there's something on that rocket launcher though. Like it does less damage on bosses for whatever reason. I don't know. It could be something to do with rockets, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I watched a video with like mm-hmm. Sweat or whatever, like one of them guys. 
talking about like how it does 50% less damage to bosses. I don't know. But like this is what I mean, we don't even know because they don't they're not transparent, they don't tell us. We just have to guess if right. something's broken. Right. Well Horn Joe asked another one. What happened to the cosmetics in the Deepstone Crypt? Hopefully end of year hard mode to be released with Vogue. I I don't know what you mean. I thought I thought everything looked nice. They did do vanity items. There's the ghost and then there's the sparrow and then is there a ship? <laughs> um it's, Doe it's says it's a multi triumphs. Oh, it's, it's tied to triumphs. Tied triumphs. I don't okay. I don't know where the ship is, but but the ghost is tied to the data logs, which is then you collect from the triumph. This the ship is so the sparrow's tied to doing the triumph where you get the part all pikes through the first bit. So like they are there, but you've got to go out of your way. Get them. Yeah. They don't just drop. Yeah, which do, is do, fine, which is absolutely fine by me. Mm-hmm. Doge is trying to give us the, the info here on the rocket launcher. He says it's a multi-rocket rocket launcher. It does 30% less damage to bosses per rocket, but it still does the most damage to bosses compared to other rockets. There's a lot of misinformation about the 50% less damage to bosses. Yeah, there's there's something that they do to rockets with that, and it, it, it still is better than the other rockets, but it is it is having its its damage adjusted against bosses by that 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 thing that they do in the background um, to multi-rocket and, and rocket launchers. And rightfully so. Otherwise, we'd have a, another Galahorn situation. And right. As, as right. fun as Galahorn was, no one wants to be told that they they can only get into an LFG if they have Galahorn. Right, right. Well, I mean, I I don't mind them making amazing weapons. If they become a requirement on LFG, that's not really Bungie's fault. I, I still think they should make amazing weapons. But yeah, that... We we don't want we don't want rocket. The, the main re- issue is it becomes a one size fits all weapon. Like it can it does everything. It melts every boss. Um, I kind of like how like anarchy and Zeno and divinity and you know the, the, there's a lot of other uh, and lament. There's a lot of exotic heavies. You know, getting some uh, getting some showing. Um, Clap for you says with the current raid. Do you believe Bungie designed it to be more approachable for new light players and those who never ventured there? Uh, <laughs> there got Bing a better success, I don't know what you mean, better success on completion, and do you think this will be the philosophy going forward? I mean, it is possible they did this with the influx of players that they probably anticipated with Beyond Light because of, you know, you got Game Pass and you got New Light, you know, and, and so maybe they were thinking, let's make a little bit more of an accessible raid, and then going forward, maybe they could make them a little bit harder, um, but I don't think they're going to do this going forward. They've, I think they're going to they're gonna start to see the response was like, at the very least, maybe normal can be accessible, but I, I think they need to deepen them and make them a little bit more challenging. They bragged on the completion numbers, so they seem very pleased with the results. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the idea was behind Deepstone Crypt, if I'm honest. I don't, I don't understand what they thought they were doing with it. I think I think probably it's partially to do with that. Um, you know, they well, we're, we're on Game Pass next-gen consoles, let's just get people in there it's probably my thought I, re- I imagine the next one will be a lot harder um um because this is t- it's too easy yeah it is too easy it's really easy it's it, it's it's like it's like it's sort of like guardians first raid like it's not it's not that hard it's pretty easy to get people through like it's not hard to explain i explain it to you know i'm, I'm presuming like everyone's at the same sort of level or is uh, everyone's as co- is as competent as each other which just isn't the case people are just less competent and that's true enough do you know what i mean it's because they don't have the, yeah. they don't have the skill they're not, they're not willing to listen stuff just happens but generally it's an easy raid it's really easy and i actually feel like they 
I feel like I don't I don't like contest modifier. Um I feel like that's a big thing as well. I think that plays into it massively. I feel like contest modifier is a mistake. Or not a mistake, but I feel like I don't like how it's been implemented in the game. I feel like it invalidates it invalidates the grind beforehand that they make you do. Um by putting it in an arbitrary lock on the light. I feel like what they should do is and, and I think and I, I think this will actually help get new players in. I feel like maybe 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 contest modifiers should be in the game, but I feel like we should it, it should be it should be set lower, basically, to make it more attainable for more people. I still think two th- I still I, th- I still think twelve thirty was too high. I thought it was fine though. I mean, completion times were pretty fast day one. I mean, I, I, I don't think I actually am the one that was always against a Delta and, and thought it was false difficulty. And I'm like pro contest modifier. I've like kind of changed my tune. They also changed how extreme the deltas are. You used to not be able to even go into content if you were like 80 or 90 levels under, and they've they've spread it out. Now you can go into content if you're 80 or 90 power level under. I, I think contest is fine. I think it's the way that it shows up in Grandmasters is terrible. Um, and no, Deepstone Crypt is not free for new light players. I think what Clap for You was getting at is new light players, as in people that like sampled new light and decided to buy the new expansion. Did they decide to make this raid a more approachable raid with the number of new light players that have come over and decided to become purchasers? I don't think he was insinuating or trying to claim that like oh, no, a new no, light no, no. free to play no, player can get into the raid. That's not what he meant. No, no, no. No, 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 it's not what I meant. No, no, like, probably, that is probably the reason. So, like, that new light players, like, could then come over into Beyond Light and then jump into the raid, like, and and it'd be accessible for them. But I also think, I also think, like, they could change contest to make it more accessible. I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be 1230. I think it should be contest contest modifiers. I'm not saying it shouldn't be in the game. That's not what I'm saying. Because I think there's people in the chat going, contest, like, contest modifier um, is, like, it should be in there. I'm like, I agree, it should be in there. But what I'm saying is, it, it should be brought down a bit, like, closer to the um closer to maybe it should be like 12 20 like yeah i don't know and and because you're like you're still keeping you're still keeping the difficulty there you're yeah. just making it just making it more reachable for people who don't because like i think what is it that this was the longest gap between launch and raid we've Am had right? this gap we like, had this gap like, before but last wish had a bigger delta yeah so we've had yeah, gaps well, this long we've had this gap yeah. this long before but this was the first time we had like, a gap this long and contest but it's like 10 days it's like it was like 10 days or something wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. um but like they should just they should have brought it down a bit for people and then say look um we, there is there is contest mode but it's it's lower but like you're still going to be capped so it's still going to be really difficult for you but we're just yeah. going to bring it down a little bit for more mm-hmm. people I, I I imagine that is a very unpopular opinion. I, well, I could probably see it is an unpopular opinion. I'm going to get flared for this. Like, everyone will be coming at me. Well, I don't have any social media, so you can't find me. 
So well, <laughs> yeah, I think people it. have I think people have grown to kind of like contests for day one because it's a level playing field, and I I felt like it was fine. Um, you know, but everybody everybody can think differently about it. That's I'm gonna quickly I want to quickly do the last question because we're rated right an hour. Should they change the yeah. music of VOD? The newer raid soundtracks are much cooler, in my opinion. I don't, you know, I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I could go either way. You know, the old the old school music was awesome. And the new music's also awesome, so I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm gonna let Kane take this as the last question if he's got an opinion on it. Yeah, like I, I sort of don't like. Like you can trust Bungie with whatever the music will do, whatever they do with the music. Like we can all agree that the best thing about Destiny, or the most consistent thing about Destiny, is the gunplay and the music. So I yeah. trust them with whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Alright, well that's going to conclude Q&A. Don't go anywhere though. We're going to stick around. We're going to do some more stuff. If you're listening to the other locations, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com. You can actually pay to become a VIP to do call-ins, which we may do next if we have enough people, or just become a standard paying member at the $5 to submit those questions. That's how those people got to do that, so consider clicking join. Also, usually after Q&A, people kind of leave for the day, so on your way out, be sure to hit like and subscribe and enjoy the new year. And as always, if you're listening to the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.